You're listening to episode 259 of the Major Issues Podcast, where we'll be talking about the Phase 5 slate of the MCU, but mostly talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am joined by the astonishing, the magnificent, the spectacular, A-Rob the Marvel God, ladies and gentlemen, let, uh, let him hear you. Yo, 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 that, that was a great intro. Thank you, Don. I appreciate that. But yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy Aaron Robinson, a.k.a. Rob the Marvel God. And I'm back from the multiverse. He's he, he's here. And yeah, I hope you like that intro because odds are my energy will peter out as these things do. Catch me, <laughs> early, catch me early on. But in knowing that, I've brought someone along for not only our special topic for today, but to cover the news with us. Cloudus Maximus making his return to the Major Issues Podcast. Cloudus, let days, the people know. Good days, good days, good days. Major thwips, major thwips to everybody. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Sir. Yes, uh, Cloud uh, was in some of the... I believe you are on the first episode. We probably yes. co- covered Crisis on Earth X or something. Back when we were... Yeah, back when we were loving... Back when we were loving the Arrowverse. <laughs> you, can, you can trace our... That was a time to be alive. <laughs> up and down. But yeah, we're, we're here. Now, Jarvis, since you've uh, been gone, we have added a bit of a segment to the Major Issues podcast. You know, we used to always top, uh, tackle the big topic of the week. But now we have somebody, a watcher of all watchers, if you will. A-Rob the Marvel God scours the internet for the deepest, darkest, and dankest bits of comic book news movie castings and most importantly rumors and speculation which will be you know taken with a big grain of salt so without further ado a rob the marvel god hit us with the news oh y'all smell that i smell too that's got some good news got some great news it's oh, some stank news, news. Mm. oh my god man the stickiest of the icky but no, it's some major issues news, y'all. It's gonna be keep it, it's, it's real short today. It's real short. We got some Guardians of the Galaxy news. That's uh, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, some Phase Five news regarding Marvel and some Avengers King Dynasty news. Man, it, it, it's massive. I'm just gonna say this right now. Just go ahead and grab your salt shakers. Go ahead, grab your salt shakers, people. You know how go this ahead, goes. Grab them. Because it is it, it, and speculation, it, it's going to get insane. But, but before we get to that, just first in the official like news, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special feature presentation has finally dropped, y'all. It the has, it has. Mm-hmm. The holidays are officially here, and man, we're going to get into that later. Are we going to get into that? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Full spoilers into that, but I, you know, it ends phase four. What a phase. It's the shortest phase in time, but obviously the biggest in, in sorts of like the number of projects that they've undertaken. Um, and now we're getting to the point where we're just shooting out 45 minute little, little ditties. That right. are and I'm not mad about it. Right. Yeah, me either. That's, that's, that's a low key a blessing, though. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Bite sized uh, adventures. Mm. 
Man, so you know, guys, check out for that. Like, look, ah, look out for that. It's on Disney Plus. It's out right now. It's a fun romp of a time. You get to enjoy these characters one last time before they're. Oh man, I hope it's not too heartbreaking. Volume three drops soon. Yes, man. I mean, James Gunn is in like a very precarious position. He is going to be able checks. to. Yeah, he's going to be able to put his his characters mm-hmm. down. You know, not down. That sounds a bit uh, grim. He's going to be able to end the story of his guardians while also um, continuing to. He said it. He he put him up the pastor. James Gunn is a working fan. Yes, he is. And I'll I'll tell you this, not to spoil our review of uh, the holiday special, but man, that guy has a vision and man do things like things feel like him and Someone with that unique uh, skill set can certainly be an asset um, to DC at the moment, but we'll see how things go. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I, I can't wait to see what what's up with the Guardians. I'm actually kind of um, excited because we scheduled, we were supposed to do the Guardians special last week because I messed up the schedule up for the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And um, I messed up the schedule for the podcast and we ended up doing our uh, antagonist, our Tear Factor antagonist episode last week. Check that out, ladies and gentlemen. But I had said laughing on that podcast, like I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that there's no villain in Guardians of the Galaxy's holiday special <laughs> because then we'd have to put him in here and there isn't. So, uh, you know, yeah. whew. I got to I got to clear that. What are the people talking about over there with Kang's Dynasty though? Yeah, hold on, man. For the Marvel that's tuning in, Marvel's Phase Four, you know, we just talked about it, has finally come to an end with the release of Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special presentation. But you know, that doesn't mean the multiverse saga of the MCU is over. Hmm. It's just begun. But you know, we're gonna get into it. We, I'm like really excited to talk about <laughs> it. That's all like I'm just really giddy. Like, man, I'm about to just I'm trying not to go off script, but fuck it. I feel I feel you, I feel you. The multiverse saga, which officially began with WandaVision in 2021 at the conclusion of the Infinity War saga and Avengers Endgame, will include at least 37 titles, people. The most out of any phase so far. God, that's a lot. <laughs> Man, that includes, of course, the blockbuster movies that we're so fond of. You know, all the, the Avengers, the Doctor Stranges, the Captain America movies, you know. And a whole plethora of Disney Plus series. Basically, a new series every season. Four to five new TV specials every year. Right. And I'm not mad about that. I and mean, they've kind of kept that up this these last two years, right? Oh, that's yeah. It felt like what, what it's been. Basically, like literally, movie show, movie show, movie show. Break. Movie show, movie show, movie show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, of course, they're going to add some, uh, probably, I, my personal opinion, some of the dopest special feature presentations that we'll ever see, like, ever, ever. And yeah. this whole schedule is going to stretch all the way, all the way until November 2025, which, honestly, Golly. right? Honestly, that doesn't seem that far from the time span, considering, like, it took six, six years, six years, people, to get a sequel to Doctor Strange. Six years. But the thing is, the MCU time is so weird because, like, we met Stephen Grant and Mark Spector a year ago, and it doesn't feel like... Oh, was it this year? Wait, it was see? this year! It's March! <laughs> <laughs> see? <laughs> see? You understand? 
man, I have like a, I have like the 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 mind span of like Thor. Like it's been a thousand, thousands of years. You know? It really it does feel, feel like we just got introduced to Moon Knight last year. It really does feel. I like swear, that. I was, I swear, if you would put a gun to my head, I would have said it was last year. But it's, geez, these years have been long, man. Every year since the pandemic, it's just it's just been dragging us. But um, yeah, so much content. Um, there is a bit of a of a latent effect, like you know with with them coming so hard and so often um we, they don't get to really like air out rest you know Maybe. i want yeah <laughs> i want i want to go back and check out some of the stuff from phase 4 cuz i feel like a lot of it i took in loved and then dropped right because i didn't have to hold on to it until for 6 months or to a year until i got my I other that. marvel thing i felt that worth my night i was like yo i love this and then it was like uh. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Where's uh, where's my nice sons? Come on. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Look at how long ago Wanda feels. And again, just two years ago. No, a year ago. See? Uh, <laughs> it feels like two years. Two years ago. It feels like two years. No. Like between all the movies ago. that's come out, it does feel like a long time. Like a whole celestial popped out of your shit. The multiverse is here. It really does feel like a lot's happened. A giant god battle happened in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. And that's why I think. I think the common fan might be getting a bit overwhelmed. You know, I think comic book fans understand that this happens every every week in comics. You know, right? Yeah, it's close to New York, every month. Then, yeah. You know, yeah. something over here, something in space. That you know, comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. But you know, like it, it is what it is with that. But like, I'm I'm for. I, I can't feel the fatigue. At one point, I kind of felt it, but I was like. That's a lie. That's not really fatigue. Or excitement. Uh, it's just I'd gas. It right. It's just, no, it doesn't pick up. Yeah. Like, honestly, they need, they need more. We need more. Just flood right. the market. Like, all these comics out here, all these comic tie-ins and spinoffs. And, I need that. And we've done all that. We've done all that without the X-Men, without Fantastic Four, without, you know, Ghost Rider or... The Inhumans. Or, yeah, the Inhumans. So, yeah. we're It's it's coming. It's X-Force. definitely coming. <laughs> Xbox, the most inclusive X-Men team. <laughs> but man, there's so much more to be looking for after since you know phase four ended. Here's to be looking at to the future for the official Marvel's phase five slate, y'all. Here's to looking like hey, let us know what y'all are looking forward to because I have some some of these are like, man, I'm but some of these are iffy, but some of these are gonna be like, man, this is about to blow the door off the goddamn roof and the house <laughs> and the barn. And your mama's, like, you know, right. whatever the hell. Anyway, so the official Marvel Space Pop slate, as followed, is coming out in February 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. Ooh, Kane the Conqueror. We was Kane's. We was uh, Kane's. March- <laughs> <laughs> we got to make a shirt out of that. Uh, oh, my God. I can already see it. <laughs> uh, March, uh, spring. Um, specifically, specifically in March 2023, we got Secret Invasion, you know, with Nick Fury. May 2023, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You know, the last time we get to see our favorite uh, misfits of the universe. Uh, next what's the, that, what's yeah. the date on that? Oh, the, uh, what is the date on that? Uh, so far, it's uh, this is later from May 2023. Confirmed. Okay, okay so it's going to be the uh, summer. It'll be the summer um, movie that for them. Definitely. It's going to break hearts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> also coming out in May, probably at the tail end of May, is uh, Loki Season 2. And okay. May, we covered that last week, y'all, so, you know, look out for that fire casting. You know, they're like, man, Neil Morbius is coming back. 
you know? Yeah, they um Guardians it will be coming out May fifth of twenty three. Hey, starting summer summer off strong. And next month after that, oh actually, no, we get a break in June. June's the break. Middle of the year. <laughs> There's no okay. Marvel content coming out in June, people. None. Break well, they gotta let, they gotta let Guardians breathe a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they let Guardians breathe a bit. They'll eventually drop a trailer or something that'll break the internet and then, you know, we we back on track. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. In uh July twenty twenty three we have the Echo series. And uh man, Native American representation. I'm for it. She kind of stood out for me in uh Hawkeye, and I can't wait to see more of her. Yeah, yep. uh, what else? Uh assuming at the tail end of July, July twenty twenty three, we have the Marvel starring, you know, Kamala Khan, Carol Danvers, and Monica Rambeau. We get to see what they're up to considering how Miss Marvel you saw the did you see the picture with them together? I popped Oh yeah, hi. Yeah, I popped that. I loved it. I loved it. I'm like, ooh, I feel the comic accurate goodness. This is probably going to be like the most comic accurate, like, feely, like, in terms of like cosmicness in space. So, you know. We've never seen a comic book movie led by three women before. I mean, I guess you could argue like, that Black Panther's doing that now, but it wasn't, it wasn't uh, advertised. It wasn't advertised. But it's um, gonna slap family. I I think so, but as as the person who has to uh sometimes monitor the comment section, (laughs) I I I I wonder how they sell it. I wonder how it looks. I I feel like this is their biggest gamble, to be honest. It's so they should just take that selfie and just put it out on billboards. You know, but that ain't gonna strengthen those who already had their their biases against it, right? They they gotta they gotta have something in it that even the guys that are like, oh, you miss uh, Captain Marvel was a failure. It made a billion dollars, people. It made, it, made, <laughs> it, almost, it, almost, it almost two. It almost made yeah. two, fam. If yeah. anything, I see I see the Marvels being a stepping stone for like A Force, the All Avengers female that team, and yeah. the Annihilators. You know, we get in this space. Like, give us like more space teams, like space. Like, give us uh, what's the the actual? Like, what was the yeah, they're not. There's what's that one OP version of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Like the new one with Beta Ray, oh, Leo, right, Silver right, Surfer, right. Nova, like Philavel, like Groot. Well, like. <laughs> well, in um the two films that you mentioned, Quantum Mania and the other one was something I just uh, had on my mind. Guardians, um, Guardians, Guardians, yeah. Quantum Mania, the villain is Kang, and I hear for Guardians, the villain is the High Evolutionary. But yep. we have no, we have nothing. On the Marvels, so maybe they're hiding something there to to you know. I speculate, Corvette. Corvette, that was my second. I literally had a list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my second. I was gonna say Corvette, Adam Warlock, or literally just um the next uh, Ronan uh, accuser, the next accuser in the line, uh, his daughter. Uh, I forget her name, but uh, oh, there is a there is a uh yeah, I forgot there was like a Ronan's daughter thing. Yeah, like there's a whole line of accusers, and you know they want that smoke. They they don't forget. <laughs> For some reason, if you Google Ronan's daughter, it comes up n- Nebula, <laughs> but Nebula oh, is not. No, that's not because she's not. blue. I was saying black. Yeah, that's racist. Yeah. Skin color. That's Wait, that's was racist. Speak her cousin. That's racist. Yeah, Google. yeah apparently, right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I want the Marvels to do well. Uh, the last thing I heard was like there was a rumor that what was going to be happening with them is because of their powers coming from similar places, um, they were going to get kind of be locked 
and um when one uses their powers for some reason it would transfer randomly one of them to their location and vice versa which is what happened at the end of miss marvel um where kamala just disappeared and then carol danvers is in her place supposedly that's, that's going to be happening around yeah that was uh, you know and then and then um We'll figure out why and how, and then they'll fight somebody. So I wonder if that deals with the multiverse and Kane looking for something specific that Miss Marvel has. Yeah, I wonder if there'll be any remnants of the scrolls post um, Secret Invasion. If we got a super scroll out there in space, that'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah, hey, another possible villain for the Marvels. Yeah, after that. But hey, after that, oh yeah, there's gonna be another break from July, another break in August. But coming in September 2023, we have the X Men '97 animated series. I personally am looking forward to that. I me too. If, if it starts off with a na 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 na, they've been they've been um, concerningly quiet on that front with that with that. So I'm. Right. I'm I'm a bit nervous. Uh, I they feel like they're just trying to get it right. Hopefully, yeah, me, I'm see me what too. happens with that. Me too. Um, but I, right. I want to put that out there just in case uh, something does happen, and we're like, we had no idea. It's like, well, I'm a little <laughs> bit, yeah. I'm gonna, and I'm looking at this now uh, for like the TV series. It, it, it hasn't announced how many episodes Echo is going to have. Um, Secret Invasion is six. What if it's going to be nine for season two? Loki's nice. going to be six again. Ironheart six. Um, but Echo, Echo is uh, to be announced as far as um, episode counts go. So I wonder what's going to happen there. It's a, sh it's a shame because I think people are going to be looking past Echo a bit to uh, Matt Murdock and, and Wilson Fisk. I feel like when you introduce guys like that, that's just what that was. If Falcon and Winter Soldier had Steve Rogers in it, it would be the same thing. You know, like people would be like, where's... And you saw yeah. the Seahawk. They're like, "Where's, where's Hulk? We, we want more. Oh, he's there for a second. Oh, we want more of him." So it's like, yeah, they, they're they're going to be playing fast and loose with that. Um, but I hope I hope the story is killer. I hope I yeah, hope sir. it's really good. Yes, yeah, sir. And uh, what else? Next up in October twenty twenty three. Oh, we have a yeah, no October twenty three. We have the Man Thing special special feature presentation for our boy. And I need more Man Thing. I love them. I love them. Yeah, he was super cool. Mm -hmm. Next up, October 23, we have the Ironheart series. You know, we can see Riri Williams again and see the direct repercussions of her adventures in Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And the repercussions of um, what a suit looks like when you don't have a Hollywood budget for it, for, the, <laughs> for, for this for this show. Um, because for those who haven't seen Wakanda Forever, she had to leave her suits in Wakanda at the end of that. So she will be building a brand new sort of suit, possibly not. Vibranium, not indestructible. <laughs> uh, when she when she enters in her television series. Hey, hopefully we get another box of scraps moment. Like I need another. <laughs> she built oh, this yeah. in the garage yeah. on the east side of Chicago. My gang, my gangs are shooting. I would love it. A box like, of scraps. Bring <laughs> back, bring back, um, hammer. <laughs> and then Henry gets one up by this Yo, kid who's doing stuff in the, in the basement. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> Yo, they get run up by another like star. What? Yes. Yeah, Bring back Henry in that capacity. God. I would love it. And yo, right after Ironheart, we get it was getting mystical. We're getting witchy in January 2024. Ooh, that's kind of a 
like a long break between October and January, but in January 2024, look out for Agatha and the Coven of Chaos. I, <laughs> I don't know what that show is going to be, bro. I have no freaking clue. And with that release date, that's actually three years around um, WandaVision because WandaVision also debuted in January. Yep, yep, yep. Of, uh, hey, I'm here for it. Aubrey Plaza, Elizabeth Olsen, we get to see Wiccan and Speed possibly, the introduction of the Young Avengers maybe. Hey, it's Aubrey Plaza, man. She is fine. For y'all don't know, I have a huge crush on Aubrey Plaza's awkward ass. Yeah, I, I, I love you. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> March twenty twenty four, we have our boy Matt Murdock, the one man with no fear, Daredevil, born again series. With if I'm not mistaken, like twenty five episodes. They say eighteen. Yeah, they, they do. I, they do a I lot. I do everyone. not believe it. I don't. I don't believe it. Like I believe it. <laughs> I believe, I believe eighteen it. episodes. Put it this way: This is what I mean. I believe in eighteen episodes. I do not believe in an eighteen episode season. That doesn't. That doesn't gel okay. for me. So if they do uh, two, two overheads. Yeah. So if they do two nine episode seasons, if they do three six like episode six, seasons, you know, you can still piece. Yeah, you can still get to the 18, but 18 hours of Daredevil, that's a lot to just start with. Like, this is just this is the in- reintroduction, so it feels like a lot to just start with. I could be completely wrong, but we don't have any Marvel show that has surpassed 10 episodes that has an hour length. And I don't want half an hour Daredevil episode. Right? Like, no. <laughs> what the hell does like, that look like? It'd just be him throwing hands, hopefully. Just all fight choreography. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, I won't be mind like that. Listen, every episode will fight. Next episode, exposition they explain, set up and said, next episode will fight. Next episode, solve a murder. Next episode, episode bears on drugs. Next episode, get her off drugs. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just... Episode just in his point of view. <laughs> For the whole episode. I mean, the hey, episode they had to make. <laughs> just, all, just all on fire for the whole episode. I dig it. Yeah. An episode from his uh, point of view. I dig oh, it. Man. Hey, I'm for it, especially with Kingpin coming back. The world for Matt literally will be on fire for him. But I was a boy. <laughs> Son of a boxer. Hey, Kingpin, earn that A A plus S rank. Because you have the C rank for us because you didn't do nothing in Hawkeye. So hey, we need you to we need you to puff your chest out a little bit, man. Right, man. Beat your chest, see, man. Let me you see if it. that man's still in there. Right, Frank Castle, <laughs> son of a boxer, son of a boxer. <laughs> but yo, it's starting up the summer in May 2024. We have Captain America: New World Order. Yo, that's another movie. I don't know what 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 that is. <laughs> I'm hyped for it. This is the movie where we might see like every generation of like person who's held the mantle of Captain America all in one, like to fighting the last remnants of Hydra. Like, yeah. I, like the last time we seen Hydra was like literally Winter Soldier for real, for real. Like you know, yeah. And like, I feel and, like and Red Skull and Endgame. <laughs> you, yeah, wherever the hell his ass is. So that's my thing. Is I feel like uh, one one. You know, the last cap, the last two cap films were taken directly from stories, right? Like the Winter Soldier is a story, mm-hmm. Civil like War a- is a story, um, New World Order isn't a story that I know. So the fact that they're just they just plucked that and made that the title. Like they're oh, it's a they're simple already, story. Yeah, it's they're a already simple premise. Steps ahead. Yeah. What happens if Hydra comes back and they're literally seated in all the positions of power? That's yeah. Like if how that, it happened with the scrolls. 
Yeah, maybe <laughs> Madame Hydra is revealed or uh, Lego de Fontaine is revealed by then to have been, you know, having her. Oh, Hydra! Yeah, yeah, right. Scroller Hydra. We need to make that shit too. Too That's that's messed up. That's so messed up. You're either alien or a Nazi. That's it. That's that's, that's that's all it's coming down to. But I, uh, they, you know, the leaders in that. There was a lot of rumors that there was gonna that this was gonna be about um super soldier ness. Um, so just speculation right now. Um, but I I want to see what that is and i hope that the rest of it doesn't bog sam down i want sam to have a bit of a showcase in this and yeah, yeah. i want to shine fly high yeah right and you know he sh- he shared the, the show with bucky nothing wrong with bucky but even say like bucky probably deserved his own show but like those two characters kind of you know work their show together in this i kind of want to see what what sam has as a leading man in a leading film this is a big deal you know for yeah, marvel so i want to I want to see how he uh, how he handles business. Definitely, he's definitely going to feel the pressure and weight of carrying the mantle of Captain America as a black man in this new world post Endgame, post like Eternals, post like mo- like during the multiverse of all the androids, aliens, and wizards. Like you know, he has to deal with all this stuff, and he and I'm, I have faith in Sam. I have a lot of faith in Sam. He he's been around around Steve long enough to know you know keep your head high. Have a good heart. You're going to come out on the other side. Okay. So I faith in our boy. But, you know, following up in after May, probably probably dealing with the aftermath of New World Order. We have in July 2024, the Thunderbolts movie with our boy Bucky in that. So, you know, we yeah. get to see what Sam is doing. And then we get to see right after that what Bucky's doing. And I don't want to spoil nothing, but how that Guardian special, that one scene... And that Guardian special baby has so many questions about. We got questions that need to be what answered is Bucky about Bucky. <laughs> yes, we definitely got to find out what Bucky's <laughs> been up to the last couple of weeks because things are not adding up. Um, are you stoked for Thunderbolts, Jarvis? Uh, yes. However, I hope um, you know we can get get Harrison Ford, you know, with the program. Get him right. Wake <laughs> <laughs> him up. Wake him up. That's the only part I'm, I'm worried about, to be honest. Sleepy Harry, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I hear yeah. that he, I hear that he looks quite spry in the. I don't know, bro. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor on. they were gonna. They were looking. Granted that they were already using to use looking to use practical effects, right? For for yeah. Jones Five, but I also heard they're gonna use some de-aging stuff on him for that too. So yeah. hope it's not too crazy, I, man. That yeah. stuff is so hit or miss, man. Man, same, yeah. I heard the same rumors too, but like, but I heard Robert, they also, but bald Robert Downey Jr. isn't real, and Robert bald Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> can't hurt you. Oh no, he's coming, bro. <laughs> he's coming. I also heard a rumor that they dangle uh, the check in front of Harrison Ford to remind him to smile on camera. For, <laughs> yes, for yes. <laughs> There's someone right behind the cameraman, just, just like the, just... Sum, the sum of money that he's gonna be making. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yes. Bruce Banner. <laughs> <laughs> he suddenly starts remembering some of his lines. Oh, but y'all check that out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> After that, we have in August 2024, we have the second season. Oh, my bad. <laughs> what if season uh, season two, season three? Season hey. two. Which one of them said something like Odin versus Wen Wu? Which oh, yeah. Like, I want to see problem. that. I was like, let me see my first of all, my boy Wen Wu went out. Like we I wanna see more of that. He was on the earth. So mm-hmm. they, they you know, there's gotta be some some of that somewhere. And he was 
he was fierce with them rings, boy. So yeah. I I, I want to see what that is. Now we're we are a couple of years ahead of Shang Chi in this timeline that we're talking right now. We still haven't figured out what the hell beacon those rings were were kind of popping off at. I wonder if any of that's going to be revealed in this. You know. Yeah, same. I asked that same question. Considering like those plot leaks from what is season two, like seeing I I'm here for the Wenwu Odin matchup, but like where are those? Like where are they saying this into? I hope they introduced the uh the, the dragon race where uh Fing Fang Foom is from. Bro, I just finished Guardians and he's in that. I just finished the game Guardians and he's in that. So like now I'm like, well if if he's in that in space, possibly they could be saving his ass in space. Where it's a little bit less weird that he's <laughs> Because right. like, we've, we've seen dragons in Thor, we've seen dragons in Shang Chi, we've seen mm-hmm. dragons in like uh, I'm calling those things in She Hulk. I don't care, they're demons, but they're, they're yeah, dragons. the little demon care. dragon things. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, a space, a, a talking space dragon that can shape shift, and you know that that seems more believable in space, right? The actual yeah. space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, Peter being like a freaking dragon, you know. So you know, it's good. And, and Rocky is like, he's not like we haven't fought one of those before. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> hey, it's a friend of mine. Owes me five dollars. <laughs> the real shame is I don't think the, the, the real shame is I don't think they'll have the balls to do what they did in the comics and put little pants on him. I think in the <laughs> comics you know what? for some reason Fink Fang Foom always had little pants on. And I was like, he put them on himself. That like comic book's authority. That was the oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. You can't just be showing dragon peen all over your <laughs> all over the front page of your comic, man. Yeah, bro. Crush the power down. is yours. <laughs> oh no! Like Drax would know some shit like that. <laughs> like grind up, used dragon to, used to grind it up around the campfire and just get between each other. <laughs> oh, God. As my dad would tell stories about how you lived with my with my mother. Yes, and his uh, member would become engorged. <laughs> talk about shit like that, yeah, man. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> the last project, the Phase Five, is uh, hey, the one I'm looking forward to the most because it's the return of our boy. It's September 2024, Blade. That hey, the Daywalker. Yeah, man. Um, possibly the most problematic uh, production thus far since it's been announced. But I want to believe that all that trouble is for a reason. I want to believe that it's all to um, it's for the greater good. Yeah, get him in the right spot, get him in the right place, get get the writing right and all that stuff. Like I said, I trust Mahershala. So that is, you know, I'm I'm riding with him. <laughs> Whatever he's down for, then, you know, it'll be what it is. A shame he won't be in uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Oh. But, yeah. I <laughs> uh, You were talking about James Gunn. I just wanted to mention that Gunn was on the record of saying that the n- new DCU will have connectivity between its television shows, its animation, and its movies. So they are moving nice. forward into going into that direction. How they get there now? Like, I saw somebody bring a post that goes, Black Adam is amazing. It connected all of the DCEU. And I'm like, I don't know if that's... But it doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> I get it. Dude. It's like gluing your four favorite movies together. I guess, I guess it doesn't make it a new movie. It doesn't make it... Like, I, I was a bit uh, taken aback by that. But we will see. And... We know yeah. the true villain of the DCU is The Rock, so I want to see... Oh, I was about to say the CEOs. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see what... Um, but the CEOs are just dumb. The Rock... 
Yeah, CEOs are dumb. Rock is more dangerous because he has an ego. So I'm, I, I want to mm. see how that goes with this. And you know, he 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 bent the knee for Black Panther. He he knows he knows what it is. You, you man, know. he said some excuses for Black Panther. Some valid, but some like, come on, man. Whatever, come on, bro. Whatever. It is what it is. Like you hyped this up. What did you think it was? Uh, he gets me so upset. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Rock, The Rock gets me mad. Um, I'm trying to think of other miscellaneous uh, DC news, but right, uh, right, that's all I got for the Marvel news so far. Before we head to the, before we head to the nitty gritty of the, the speculation nation. Yeah, before we, before we Jekyll, well, I was say before we Jekyll the halls, before we deck the halls <laughs> and, and jingle the bells. Um, yeah, I know that in the comics, Superman and uh, Superboy will have their secret identities back. Kind of feels like a step back because they went they did a big thing about how no everyone yeah. knows who Clark Kent is now, but uh, who knows how that's going there. Um, and oh, the other thing I wanted to say was there's been speculation that while Namor was in and had a lot of fun in um, Black Panther, that they couldn't do any further projects with him because his rights are still wrapped up with Universal. So same thing with yeah. the Hulk, um, and that is all supposedly in like a two year window, like two years from now. Marvel should have that kind of stuff. I'm a little bit curious because you know, you, you like you get Scarlet Witch, you gotta do, you know, House of M esque WandaVision, you know, that kind of multiverse of madness story. You have right. to do that. Right. With Hulk, set it up with multiverse of madness too, or her no more dark holes thing. Yeah. With with Hulk, you know they're gonna be pointing at World War Hulk oh, yeah. as a thing to tackle. Are we too late in the game for that now? Or can they still make that a viable project with the roster that we have now? Honestly, like without Iron Man, without Cap, without without without, without Steve Rogers, Captain America. You know what I'm saying? Without those characters. You know, with that in mind, but there's a Three Days Grace song about that. But like, it's never too late. It's never too late to introduce a story that's from the from 1985, the 2015, the 2021, or 2022. It's a multiverse. Yeah. It's very yeah, that's true. The only problem that they have is getting the actor and their time and the paycheck. Which I'm pretty sure, looking at that paycheck, they'll they'll drop everything they're doing to do it. Like, like if we're doing multiverse, and I want Maestro. I. Bring his big ass over here. Paints on podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, bring Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo agreed. He's down to stay to do whatever they want with the Hulk. It's just yeah. Universal need to stop being some and give us back the rights. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was watching something the other day, and um, it, in the middle of the video, they replayed that moment where him and Don Cheadle were being asked about uh, Infinity War, and oh. he says something like, "Oh, bro, in this movie, like half of <laughs> us fucking died." He was like, "Dude." <laughs> And it, now I keep thinking, like, I'm like, whatever whatever happened in She-Hulk that people felt like downplayed the Hulk, they probably wrote that shit in there because he's, he's fucking up on the... On, he's fucking up with the spoilers. They're like, yeah, we're going to have her run you over with a Jeep. We're going to fucking have, you know, uh, baby daddy issues on Sakaar. <laughs> I was like... Speaking man, of which, who's the baby mama? I mean, as comic book readers, we know, but, like, who, who's playing yeah, her? Yeah, She was beautiful. But the thing is, he didn't rule Sakaar. In the comic book, he ruled Sakaar. And thus, his wife was like the queen, princess, you know, whatever you want to call it. But he was just literally the champion of Sakaar on Sakaar. Probably just doing groupies. Because he had he had fans. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He It's Hulk. He's all the rawest emotions of humanity incarnate. And 
Fighting is one of the rawest emotions, especially if I'm the strongest mom. And and we know he didn't trans. He, we know he didn't change back to Mark to do it or to but Bruce to do it. Straight, he was just beating ass. Impound him, yeah. So I wonder the woman that can take that. The woman who says, I, I sign up for that. That's what I want. <laughs> that from that big degrees. green, that big green, uh, that big green. Oh, that oh, lord, it's probably like a veggie tail shaped oh thing. Oh, no, <laughs> it's all the whole but in Ragnarok. I can only yeah. one can only assume. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully, those, those characters uh end up doing something cool soon. Um, once their uh, rights revert back. But as far as characters doing something cool, we got some talking to do about some characters doing something cool. But I got to go ahead and thank A-Rob the Marvel God for bringing us the news. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is a television special written and directed by James Gunn for the streaming service Disney Plus based on Marvel Comics featuring the superhero team Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the second Marvel Studios special presentation in the MCU, sharing its continuities with the films and the television series of the franchise. The special is produced by Marvel Studios and follows the Guardians of the Galaxy as they celebrate Christmas and search for a present for their leader Peter Quill. The special was also produced by Troll Court Entertainment. Gunn wrote the special in three days while finishing volume two. Now, as we always do with these things, this is this review is uh, going to be a bit short because the episode itself is a bit short. But we got a tradition here uh, for those who have not seen it. I need both of you gentlemen to give us a bit of a spoiler-free review, even though there also isn't much to spoil. Something right. quick, something snappy. If they got to this point of the podcast and haven't seen the special yet, should they and uh, why? Uh, yes, wholesome AF. Yeah? AF. That's a pretty <laughs> ringing ring endorsement, A-Rob. Hey, it was wholesome. It was funny. It was Robbie. It was really flashy. And probably, I honestly feel like they spent a lot of money on the budget for the lights. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Electricity bill, man. But but no, it was dope. It, 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 it like it, it sets up a lot of stuff for the future. And once again, I said this a lot, but like, man, this is the last front we get to see these characters in, and I enjoyed it. It's like once Jarvis said it, it was wholesome. AF. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hundred percent. And one of the other things is, I feel like, you know, once you get back into that universe, it feels like. It fits like a glove. Like you've been there mm-hmm. before. You you yeah. you know you know what to expect, and they always deliver on what to expect there. Um, some of you may not remember, but we've not been in the Guardians world for almost five years now. You know, yeah, I was gonna there. say, I was gonna say, bro, I missed them. <laughs> yeah, but Same. you know, like some people's them. with some people's minds, like you know, they were in Infinity War, they were in yeah. Endgame, they, they were kind of right? They were in oh. Love and Thunder. They were in yeah, yeah they're they're in got a bits of them. So like it. By getting those breadcrumbs, you may forget that we haven't seen, like, been in a purely in their own project. Thing, though, yeah. yeah, yeah, for almost five years now. Um, so that's huge. But once it, once you get in, it, it, like I said, it fits like a glove. You remember, um, how these characters are supposed to interact, and and they, they all kill it. They, it's, it's a shame that this is going to be the this and three are going to be the end of this franchise with these characters. Um, I often think about, I often think about when gun was fired from Disney and 
basically the cast, this cast, the cast is in this, the cast is in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, said they weren't going to do anything else if Gunn wasn't going to be the one helming it. Um, it's it's incredibly touching to have such a, a close relationship between a director and his actors, and it shows in this as well. Like, everyone in this seems to be having fun with the director that they, that they kind of gone to bat for. So, if you dig James Gunn's style, if you like the Guardians of the Galaxy, not only is this... Um, all that and more, as far as if that's the itch that you're trying to scratch. But I also found myself a bit emotional in certain parts where I was like, huh, like, wow, that was that was really kind of sweet or that was really kind of cool. Um, so if, I, matter of fact, I'll even add this on top of it. We've been covering a lot lately and a lot of it's been freaking dour, man. You know, a lot of the projects and the comments we've been covering have been heavy, have been deep. And besides that, we're, we are mourning the loss of real people we're mourning the loss of fictitious people you know um almost every week on this thing and now for this was like the first time i was like wow this was just something nice nice so if you're in the mood for just something nice and i am going to be doing my best to spread the word of this to others who may just glance past it you know if you're just in the mood for something nice like i'm down to play this christmas morning you know while everyone's grabbing their gifts and stuff like this is going to be something i'm trying i'm going to try to force in rotation at uh, at relatives house to play in the background like i get yeah, yeah christmas story i dig it let's get guardians up there you know let's let's put that i up feel there. it i feel it new tradition put on the guardians, <laughs> guardians, hey, christmas put special. On the guardians holiday special mm. uh but without further ado let's get fully into the recap and review for this and uh talk about uh all the parts that we liked so our special presentation starts off with the Marvel Signature intro covered in Christmas lights and snow. Really, really sweet. I like seeing Shuri in there, too. I was like, wow, that was fast. But mm-hmm. they're, they're always down with that. Um, we start off with an animated flashback of young Peter Quill and Kraglin setting up a makeshift Christmas tree. Yandu shows up and seems upset, but Peter tries to explain that Christmas is a Terran holiday where you give presents to one another as gratitude, handing Yandu a gift of his own. Yandu smacks the gift out of his hand and demands they get rid of it all before stomping out the Christmas tree. I hate Christmas. That was very... That was, yeah. Ebenezer <laughs> Scrooge vibes. I love how the whole episode started. Christmas yeah. story, Rudolph says, like, Frosty, I felt their Christmas vibe already. I felt it. Uh, yeah, this was... I, I actually thought that the holiday special itself was going to be a bit more jacked because... I thought he was going to try to do his version of the Star Wars holiday special, which if you've seen that, <laughs> it is one of the most nonsensical things I've ever seen in my life. Like the the rhyme and reason for the various segments, sometimes it's like a variety show. There's just a woman singing yeah. for five minutes. But one of the things that they do in that is they just randomly cut to a Star Wars animation. There's just a random cartoon halfway through this live action uh, special that you're watching. So... When we got the animation here, I'm like, oh, totally fits with that. Um, We're going to find out later on that Kraglin is the one actually telling the story. So knowing that, I kind of feel like his memory is the, I hate Christmas. But I don't think that someone would literally, you know what I'm saying? I don't don't think that, that, that that's a thing that people say. And also, if I'm not mistaken, he just got told what Christmas was five minutes prior to that. So I don't think he would have been, you know. Uh, I think he, hated, he hates this. He's like a pirate, and pirates just take 
the whole concept of Christmas is giving. <laughs> so I feel like that's why he hated it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And he thinks that that level of weakness is going to get uh, Quill killed, you know, uh, giving to others, whether it's for gratitude or a need. And ironically, him giving Quill his freaking, uh, you know, or the space uh, oxygen mask, uh, space suit oxygen mask thing is what killed him. You know, ultimately, but he didn't see that as a sign of weakness. He he was able to use it uh, to save Quill's life. So, just another reminder oh. that my man was kidnapped <laughs> as a child. <laughs> <laughs> just in case people are like, oh, you know, Quill's reacting like, sometimes. He was yeah, like he was twelve. Like, he was like eleven, yeah. twelve. He was abducted. And he, got, <laughs> and he got by pirates, by space pirates, basically. Bruh. <laughs> Uh, it turns out that we're hearing Craglin retell this story to Mantis, Drax, and Nebula on Nowhere. Craglin tells the others that it's almost Christmas now, and Nebula reminds them that since they bought Nowhere from the Collector, they don't have time for things like Christmas, as they are fixing the place up so it can be inhabitable again. What a loaded freaking yeah, statement. Right? The Guardians <laughs> own Nowhere? I right? I was like, no. Okay. The notoriety, the Nova Corps weapon, the Creed, the Shield, I mean, every empire is like, yo, Guardians own they, Nova? They didn't really have to, I didn't really have to, they really have to buy it though? Oh yeah, no, like, like, yeah, that's they, what I'm saying, but you could have just left. After what well, Thanos guess, did, it yeah. probably was worth like five credits, <laughs> and then <laughs> the snap happened. <laughs> is it Cosmo in the cage, in one of the collector's like cages, yes, like oh, story. and the end credit, they, he broke out and started licking so the collector. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. So, so yeah, it's like the Cosmos are a member of the Guardians too. One hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. super super cool. Um, but, like, but yeah, I'm like, it, 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 like at least at least we know where they're going to be. Like this is probably going to be their home base for the next film. Definitely, you know? definitely. It has no choice. <laughs> and no nowhere is set up to be like this ragtag, like Tortuga, like this ragtag. Uh, you know, yeah, Mazapor. Yeah, like yes, this. lawlessness and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to think of them running that, and you know, odds are they're gonna end up fitting the ire of somebody in the galaxy, and they'll know exactly where to go uh, to get them. Also, it's got to be kind of weird to live in the head of a celestial when your dad was a celestial, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, hey, plays up to P- Peter's more on top of more of his daddy issues. Yeah, like man. goodness gracious. Uh, that, uh, um, what is it? Uh, Quill, Mantis, same daddy, same issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get the debut of Cosmo as she and Rocket work together to repair a building. I know you were big on Cosmo's debut, uh, Cloudus. What'd you think of that? Yes. Oh, so so good. We need a but we need another buddy somewhere, a space buddy. <laughs> always, always down for a puppers. We She's got, a good we got one girl. on Earth, you know. We got one out there in nowhere. Right, hold on. This space introduced two new puppers. We got. But they got. Uh, they got to meet. They got to meet. Yeah, we need pizza. We need the pizza dog from Hawkeye. We need. Uh, we need. We need. Yeah, yeah, we need. Where's all the other teleporting dogs? We need humans. Uh, oh, oh my Lock god! Jaw. Lock jaw. Yeah, we need. <laughs> we need all the doggos, Kevin. Come on. We need the pet <laughs> Avengers now. <laughs> um, Maria Bakalova. Is the one who voices Cosmo in this? She oh. actually ended up playing uh, Borat's daughter in Borat Two, um, which is the connection to Sacha Baron Cohen, who will be coming very soon to play Mephisto, uh, if rumors are to be believed. Ba, ba, ba. That all ties around. Um, 
All right. Interesting change got- that they made Cosmo um, a female dog. I was just like. I was like, I did, oh, I'm, the, I'm Cosmo, the Russian Cosmo nut dog. Like, I was looking yeah. for the heavy drinking accent. I was looking for it. So, let me see something. Because... Yeah, it's the Cosmo. It's because of Red Guardian. It's because we're getting out of Thunderbolts. We can't have too much Russian accents because of what's happening in the world, actually. We're, 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 why? <laughs> let me see. Because... um, I covered a story called... <clears throat> primordial that was a story about um a like what would happen if the animals we sent to space during the space race came back oh. you know <laughs> like yeah, like they did into a black hole and then they came back it's super it's super out there but in that i learned that the russian dog sent to space was named Laika. it was a female the actual dog that they sent to space. Oh, that little dog. beagle little dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I wonder if the connection to make Cosmo a girl is to, you know, connect those dots that Laika, you know, the dog that was sent to space and then ultimately, you know, stood up there somehow. Um, That's dope, Marvel. So, Look at you. Yeah. Go ahead. And they, they, yeah, as you can see, their changes are not absent-minded. They, tr- they try to, if they're going to make a change, you know, they try to give make it, it some a real world. Like, I like that. Like this, yeah. it's kind of meta. Uh, excuse me for this, but Peter Quill is shown going through the motions, and when a man named Bazir Mikitakalak, <laughs> Bazir Mikitakalak, that's what it, that's what he calls him. That's what comes up in the in the in the like uh, first caption. Yes, <laughs> Bazir, but no, but all that's one word. Bazir Mikitakalak. And, uh, and let me tell you something, Peter. That that name just rolls right off of Peter's tongue, bro. Well, what he, so what happened was I had put it on the second time for notes, right? And I paused it, um, right before he said it. I didn't know what he was gonna say, and the the uh, credit came up. You know, the the caption came up, and it said the name. Also, and I, I went, "Whoa, what the hell?" Who, who, yeah, I was gonna get into that too. I feel like I should know that. It sounds familiar. Like if I've been been around that voice at least once or twice. Oh, I don't. They're from a band called the Old Ninety Seven. Oh, I, I thought say. it was. An, I thought it was an actor. It sounded Rick and yeah, Morty-ish the, to me. That's all. The Old Ninety Seven. I mean, in the dark. <laughs> no, but but um, I feel that no, because I thought he's like bless him. I'm like wait, I'm like who? What about Mister Poopy Butthole? What? Yeah. <laughs> I I pressed the pause button. Oh, I just um, did. It, I did it too. It says Bizarre McTalkalock. <laughs> I told you. I told <laughs> you. Bazir McTalkalock. Bazir McTalkalock. I'm surprised how how that wrote. Bazir McTalkalock. I had paused it. It said that. I yeah. said in my head, how the hell do you say that? Bazir McTalkalock? And then I pressed play and he just said it without a head, without no words. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Bazir McTalkalock? And I was like, what the hell? Um, Chris Pratt, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> she uh he stops him to show peter a song that him and his bandmates created around the super vague understanding of christmas <laughs> the song is nonsensical and it doesn't cheer peter up at all but it's kind of a banger i was jamming me and my girl were jamming <laughs> yeah what the <laughs> hell are uh what is this what the, what hell, the hell is a turtle dove, dove and <laughs> it up the reindeer he puts dung in your in your stocking in your socks. Yeah, he puts dung in your socks. 
uh, Santa's a superhuman who can fly around the Earth. Oh, that's that's, that's really kind of accurate. In the comics, he was a mutant. Omega level mutant at that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so Mantis decides that it's her job to bring a happy Christmas to Peter, who seems to still be upset about Gamora being gone. She brings up her secret that since her and Peter share ego as a father, she is his sister. And Drax says instead of getting him something for Christmas, they should probably get him someone. They should get the legendary hero that Peter always talks about, Kevin Bacon. Um, what a like, what an easy through line for a plot, right? So right, it's so there, Simple. like it's not muddling a bunch of stuff, and you, you could totally see it. Like, oh, okay, this this feels like a one shot in a comic. It you know, like this it. feels like like a, the annual, if you will, like a very touching kind of. Gift to the fans, um, and yeah, there's a through line right there. Peter's sad. They want to get Kevin Bacon for Peter. There's no other crazy stuff happening. There's no other crazy societies or any other right. stuff going on. And, and it works for them because it's because we know these characters. We know how goofy, how silly, how just fish out of water they are. <laughs> they can be at sometimes. So it just works. Oh, our friend is sad. Let's go do this really specific thing to make them not sad no more. Yeah, <laughs> they, just, they just take off. By the way, um, and not in. The crashed Milano, and not yeah, in. It was in the, a whole new ship. Yeah, it wasn't in the Benatar either. It's in the Bowie. The Bowie. The Bowie. David Bowie. You know, um, yeah. who they played Moon Age Daydream in the in the uh, first film. I love Bowie, so I just love a ship that's named after him. I think that's great. Um, they fight- all their ships are named after like actors and like eighties <laughs> yeah. things. Things like- in the eighties. Because that's when Cole got snatched up. Um, they fly to Earth without cloaking devices, which cause humans uh, to look astonished before they cloak <laughs> themselves. I love that one actress is just crying. Like she just, she's just like. I loved it. Right? Yeah, right. That, that, that person has experienced all the bull of yeah. the year of No Way Home, of Moon Knight, of the, yeah. the Strange, of Eternal. She, she wants to get off Earth. Last year, she's experienced the Avengers of London of the Endgame. Like she's done since so she saw. Yeah. She's like, is that is that like, was her. Yeah, that was her saying. Yeah, this today's the day. This is the day <laughs> that I that I that I'm gone. I loved it. I loved that I'm out of here. Scene. Listen, so, by the time we get to Secret Wars, it'll be that same lady smoking a cigarette on the sidewalk, not yeah, right? muscle, just watching the whole thing go down. She'll be over it by then. Don't worry about it. It's just no Tuesday. People die every day, my know, He's going to be chilling. Um, They land in California and they spend time at the Chinese theater where they get cosplayers confused with the real Avengers. She seemed very excited to see Steve. That made me very happy. That man ran for his life. Oh, the Steve Rogers? It just shows how eternally beloved that man is. Just Who can't be mad at Steve Rogers? If yeah, because I don't think Mantis ever met Steve Rogers. It possibly I mean, in the battle at Endgame, and just by turn of phrase from like Rocket, because they worked together at Endgame, and you know it's Steve Rogers. He that speech he gave, like we're gonna do this, whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> now there's part of me that wants to see, like them all saying bye at the end. You know, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> like, see you next time. Like, yeah, catch you later. Because like they had, what, to, they had to say something at the funeral, right? They went to the funeral. There's gotta be like a group room. picture somewhere, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody got the group picture. Yeah. Somebody had to have like Fury or Peter, like one of them. Oh, but like, no. but like Fury, this is this is only for the video, but this Fury do the. <laughs> <laughs> 
exactly does he? Uh, I think he does thing. it just to mess with everybody, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks after the blindfold. Just for, he does it just for the pop, for the pop. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, they let tourists take pictures with them for money. They got a lot of money. And in a scene that just had me dying, in the background, you just see Drax beating the shit out of a go-bot. <laughs> <laughs> just wailing on him. Just, like, going so hard. Apparently, his mother was killed by a go-bot. That's what Mantis says. So he's triggered. Go-bots are canon in the MCU. Which makes and me believe that the Transformers are canon in the MCU. <laughs> that's, that's terrific. Yeah, that's freaking terrific. I mean, Kevin no. Bacon... As Kevin Bacon is canon in the MCU, even though he was Sebastian Shaw in uh, First Class. So, right. yeah. I wonder if X-Men movies are canon. In the- That'd be so funny if X-Men movies were canon in the MCU and they're like, wait, you're a mutant? Like those stupid movies? <laughs> like those fucking... Hey, it could be because they did. Kevin Bacon did reference the whole I'm Batman, and that is pop culture. And pop culture exists in the MCU. So it means the yeah. Justice League exists. <laughs> Or just these comics exist in the MCU. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Give us your finest. Which means libation. the Man of Steel exists in the MCU. Which means Kevin Henry Cavill exists in the MCU. Yeah, if it comes to words, you could just play his favorite uh, villain, Hollow Man. Uh, <laughs> that's he was he was Hollow Man, so you can totally just bring that to the franchise. Um, the sun goes down. They take their earnings to a local gay club and get wasted. Um. The first time I saw it, I just saw them walking to the club. The second time I saw it, there's a gay flag on the outside. Um, and then they just go in and there seems to be people of the LGBT community in there. I just thought that that was kind of cool and kind of like, you know, it's funny. I didn't even notice that at all. No, until like, yeah, like until like I thought about it until, uh, until like I actually like just looked at the scene. I'm like, Oh, this is, a, and then, then the dude came up to hit up on drugs. Like, oh, yeah. This yeah, is yeah yeah, yeah, I'm like, this, this is, I'm like, this is wrong. Like, this is dope. It's cool. But did you, but do you see Mantis just out there? <laughs> he was wasted, Sway. Oh my God. Mantis was a good time. This whole, this whole thing. She was a whole mood. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mantis did a perfect impression of me whenever they say, oh no, this tastes like juice. When she takes that shot and he's just <laughs> fucking uh, breathing just, fire. <laughs> Yeah, breathing fire. More. <laughs> <laughs> More. She, she, she also began a little snippy with with Drax, which I'm gonna kind of chalk up. This is this is my harebrained theory. I'm gonna kind of chalk that up to her empath abilities i think there's aggression in drax so whenever she's around drax she gets more aggressive <laughs> she gets more no and yes <laughs> not i feel here. that too i feel yeah. that too yeah you be yelling at him like he's a bad dog. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, they they they're there. They I think Mantis twerks for a bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they they dance the night away, but no one seems to know where they can find Kevin Bacon. They rest in front of the, of the club, and that was just like that's an image, and you know it was all over the um, like the posters and stuff like that. Oh but, yeah, that was literally the promotional. Uh, like just them just. Passed out, covered in Christmas lights. Yep, uh, like that's the holidays. Mantis <laughs> ran out of bread, which is usually when my nights end, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, they see a, a lady next door selling star maps, uh, and she gives them a map to Kevin Bacon's house after Mantis uses her abilities on her. Full full um, kind of Mantis on display here, using her ability to persuasion. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, this is why the Sokovia Accords existed. It's going to be a beauty of her. She, she literally touched the woman's head. Give me your money. Give me your money. It, her power works a lot better than uh, old girls in in X Men Origins, right? Like Listen, that. She, that she was made, oh yeah, she made uh, Thanos Super take Fox. a nap. Okay, she, make she made Thanos. He mourns. This is anguish. Yes. What what a scene, man! As Kevin sits down uh, with a sandwich, Mantis and Drax ring his doorbell, but he tells them that he can't help. Uh, Mantis gets Drax to throw her over the gate, and uh, he follows that, suit. That truck over the gate was awesome, by the way. She had so been saying it. She's like, do you think you could throw me over the gate so that I can <laughs> just, just pure Drax? Her. That was the Drax was man, and then, and then the, the the cherry on top is that he jumped right over it so smooth and landed so softly. But I'm like, you could have just, just picked her up, yeah, and just <laughs> my Drax your date. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? Uh, so that was really funny. Um, they both grab lawn ornaments that make them happy. Uh, <laughs> he grabs an elf and she grabs a candy cane and they argue whether or not the candy cane's a man, <laughs> which <laughs> that's a whole other thing. I love that. Like, do they not have hooks or canes in space? <laughs> I, I guess not. Is that, a, is that solely a Terrence like invention in the universe besides the bullet? <laughs> I mean, if you, if you took all of the Christmas lore songs all that stuff and you just like showed it to somebody who had no idea what it, it does all sound kind of crazy <laughs> like, you know, like, so i don't know it if does. anyone else is dipping things in candy and <laughs> stripes and all that kind of stuff <laughs> but i love this scene where they um they try to reach him through the ring light or the ring you know device a vivid um home detection thing and then they just start straight up knocking on his door and Banging on the on the door, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I appreciated how super chill he was throughout the whole interaction. He was patient. He was excited. I like, I like every time every time Mantis went to go speak, she pressed the doorbell, thinking it was yes. in a comp. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, because she was doing it with the other with the other joint right. <laughs> earlier. Um, but I love that like. He's like, uh, he's like, that's, he basically is like, whatever you guys are doing, like, it's just not cool. It's like not cool to do that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to call the cops. And then Drax just smashes through his Like the with, Kool-Aid man. Just smashes right through. And they start to chase him on foot. But like Mantis is like a freaking uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, Xenomorph. Just. Yeah. I didn't know that was in her. Didn't know she like that. Guttural sounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, if I saw that, I, I, I would have passed. Out. I would have faded. I would have faded. And Bacon got some, got some lungs for his uh, old age. He's out there running, <laughs> jumping off. He's running for his life. That. For his life, he don't know what they are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's 100 percent true. He thought they were like costume people. That's what he told the cops. Um, <laughs> Drax, Drax gets upset that he dropped his elf, but Mantis tells him it's not important. Drops um, the knowledge. Though, I like. He's like. He's like. Do that. you want the elf? Yep. Or do you want? Do you want the funny little man? Or do you want Peter Quill to be happy for Christmas? And he's like the little man. And she's like, no. <laughs> he's, he's not getting the point. Um, Bacon gets to the police, but Mantis in the first uh, action scene we've ever seen her in subdues almost all of them. Um, mm-hmm. And Drax tosses a patrol car. 
the dopest scene because I wonder for the longest how she survived the end game battle. And yeah. now we see it because in the comics, Mantis was a martial a master martial artist, and yeah. they showcased it. I love this. She can go toe to toe with Gamora, probably. Gamora probably taught her how to fight and Nebula. Yeah, especially two, with that two, sleep two, stuff. Man, two yeah. daughters of Thanos in the ship of y'all. No, teach me how to fight. Shit. Sleep. <laughs> sleep. Matter of fact, I I need her as a, a roommate. Like, like, go, definitely, right? man, because. Until she doesn't give me all your money. <laughs> like, I don't have none. <laughs> no, but uh, I like when when Drax throw the car, I'm like, there's people in there. Like, I hope that's So I love that she's like, Drax, you can't just kill people. He's like, how am I supposed to know the rules? No one's told me any of the rules here. Uh, and then she's like, well, you know, she feels guilty, so to call it even, she gives the cops her candy cane. I love that. It was so yeah, wholesome and sweet. Because you could tell you thought she was doing absolutely the genuine right thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, it, you, to show you how remorseful I am, you can I'm going to give you this thing that I really, really like, love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're even now. <laughs> they're even. And they're upside down. Like probably, and, it's not a, and it's not a man. No, it's, it's not, not a man. man. It's a shape. Okay. Does this look like a man to you? No. Yeah, my friend was being stupid. <laughs> I like how dumb the cops were. Like, is that like the, the, the people, the civilians, the they have that straight commentary of like where the people are at in this universe, like where they're at emotionally and mentally. It's just, yep. Yes, this is happening. Uh, yep. <laughs> it just, uh, just got to roll with it because you don't want to die. <laughs> yep. We got a uh, 2338 uh, upside down because of a galaxy person tossing our car. <laughs> To, yeah, if you can send uh, help, please. Over, and we have another one. Looks like uh, Bug Eye Xenomorph with uh, looks like Piccolo cosplay. <laughs> yes. uh, she puts six of our guys to sleep. Maybe send back up. Maybe call an Avenger over. Like, I, <laughs> I want to. I want to see. Has she been in much prior to? Oh, she's French. Yeah, she's considered a French actress. Palm Clementef. Uh, yeah, a Korean mother, Russian, Russian French father, born in Canada. Wow, that's a she made her American. Family. She made her American film debut in Old Boy. So she's an Old Boy, um, and then a couple years later, uh, she's in Guardians. So interesting. Nice. Glad to see, see, it's just Marvel doing that again. Taking the actresses and actors that, you know, are relatively obscure, unknown, making their way into the acting biz, and then just elevating them. And elevating the character, too. Because, I mean, you know, what's a, who, who knew it, Mantis before this, honestly? Like, uh, Gunn has been kind of loyal to her. You know, she, he put her in two, he put her in three, and then he, um, he, she's in The Suicide Squad. She has a cameo in it. You know, um, same thing with his brother, Sean Gunn, who plays oh, yeah, Craglin. Yeah, he mocaps uh, Rocket. And, and, yeah. and Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker is also in both Guardians and in the Suicide Squad. So, he, you know, he, he, keeps, he keeps his uh, people close. That's super cool. Um, they end up getting to Kevin Bacon and Mantis uses her powers of persuasion to convince him to board their ship. They fill the ship with tons of Christmas decorations and ask Bacon about his adventures. And end up being ultimately disappointed that he was often just playing a hero. 
They blame this on Quill's failed memories of Bacon and mind control <laughs> him to act more heroic. This is where we see the whole uh, Batman, all the kind of stuff. Like, oh, he's an I'm actor. a British soldier. I'm a British soldier in the British Army. Right? Like, <laughs> he's like, he's an actor? Ugh. Ew. <laughs> I love how meta this I love how meta got because they're actors. Like, uh, well, that's the same thing. I'm like, uh, uh, you want to tell me something, Gun? Like, you're, you're, <laughs> are you feeling? You feeling something about something? Uh, I um, love the whole scene. The whole scene was great. <laughs> yeah, uh, we see a dejected Quill eating when he notices that Groot, having seen him, runs away. Are we ready to talk about Swole Groot? Small group, yo, he got so nineteen eighteen, bro. Like that's all the, that's all the people he did a massive growth spurt. Like he is, right? he has been like the, the long peak of puberty. He's at the height <laughs> of his puberty. Like man, I mean, like bro, yeah, I mean, you should be scared. I, you should be scared of him. I mean, think of all the events he's had to live through in the last couple of years since he was regrown. I can see possibly he's like, listen, if we get into another one of these things, I need to be ready. <laughs> I need to be ready because, damn, yeah, I was like great. a teenager. He's been working out work. with the tree, the talking trees, some Lord of the Rings, them big, bro. Yeah, exactly. like, like, he yeah, hooked man. up with his fellow floor colossi people, yeah, and they the, said, the and they the said, here, of trees. they gave him a sensu bean. He was, because mm, mm, like, his hair was still baby Groot size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he was like, he did not grow that yet. Yeah. He <laughs> so built funny. like Triple H 20 years ago. <laughs> Uh, so suddenly Christmas music starts playing throughout nowhere and we see Peter Quill go out to investigate what he sees is an amazing display of lights, fake snow and ornaments bringing Christmas to him for the first time since he was a child. It's a beautiful moment as Mantis display is truly awe inspiring. Like I wrote that down because it just kept getting bigger. Like he like, yeah, you saw some lights and then some snow. Some decoration, a beautiful moment. I, I and then felt more that. lights, mm-hmm. yeah, more lights, and and I mean, Pratt's no slouch. He's really able to emote without words all the feelings he's having, almost being overwhelmed by this uh, this display of affection. And nice. not only not only is it a display of affection, um, it is extremely personal. You know that like now mm-hmm. is a, a big display. It's a display only for him. Only he gets why all this is beautiful and nice and all that kind of stuff. So um right. and it shows like that level of admiration, respect, love that they have for him, not only as like, you know, well, spoiler alert later for that, you know, as their team as a teammate, but the leader, their friend, you know, the person that got them all together. Like this is honestly like a it felt like a well, well it was a nice present, a gift to Star Lord. Just it was, it was really nice. Considering how much hate he got for Infinity War, he deserves a win. The man literally has nothing, nothing. Right. <laughs> I also want to think of a world, where, or you know, like I don't want to think of a world. I was also thinking of his world, Peter's Quill's world. I imagine he didn't have many of these flashy displays of affection hanging out with the Ravagers. <laughs> You're right. I don't think. Oh no. I don't. I don't see surprise parties. The flashiest you know, thing see. he probably saw was a space battle and them watching a bunch of people die in an explosion. And, and <laughs> while, while we will get to a tender moment between him and Yandu, he ultimately gave that kid a gun. 
that key ultimate. You know what I'm saying? That's all right. Things. It's different <laughs> in space. Hey, it's y'all do be hanging Texas. Relax. Hey. It's different in space. <laughs> hey, that's probably where Scourge got his guns from Texas. Yeah, like, that's hey. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all uh, do it for it. He can, hey. Hey, I'm for it. Uh, I mean, super, yeah. it's, it's, it's super funny, but yeah, he got a cancer guns for Christmas. You know, you know what's funny? I ain't even, like, I ain't even, I ain't even break it down that far yet. I was just still enjoying the moment for what it's worth. Oh, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, didn't hit me. I, I enjoyed the moment. I was like, oh, he got him a gift. Wait a minute, that he got his elemental blasters. But that's I dope. I probably would have said the same thing in the same breath. Like, listen. Things are still different in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only the only reason uh, why I bring it up is in reference to the fact that I don't like. That's probably the hallmark most touching thing he's ever done. And if you pull it back a couple of layers, it's still kind of <laughs> piratey. It's still kind of you know. It's still kind of dodgy. But both of them dope. Cause like yeah. that's like his whole character. It's like his Star Wars, his helmet and his elemental b- blasters. That that's Star yeah. Wars. It's like his, uh, it's like a, uh, what, yeah, like, a, like a knife. No, it's like a knife covered in chocolate is what this yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The outside is sweet and, 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 you know, appetizing and just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Right. Be careful out there, kids. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, yeah, Peter gets speechless. And as the grand finale, Groot wheels in Peter's gift, a large box that starts to thump and speak. When Peter opens it, he sees Kevin Bacon and tears into Mantis and Drax for kidnapping him. Human trafficking. Um, uh, I, I, at first, I thought his immediate reaction was a bit much. I right? felt it. Because, <laughs> because, because also, like, he had to have known why they did it. Obviously, they mm-hmm. did the wrong thing. But he had to have known why they did it. Until I remembered... That he was also kidnapped, right? That's what I'm saying from Earth because somebody just wanted him. So when you add that in, I can totally see himself getting re-triggered and being like, "What are we? What are we? You can't just take Kevin Big. That's human trafficking, my guy. He struggles saying it because he got. That's what happened to him. Say you got me a human for Christmas. (laughs) Uh, so yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, there on the on the face of it. Um, once, oh yeah, uh, Bacon's having a blast, but that's mostly because of Mantis who gets him out of the trance. Oh my and once God. he comes to, Bacon starts to scream at the sight of most alien creatures. One of the funniest interactions is, uh, uh, like Rocket saying something like, "Oh, don't worry, no one's gonna hurt you." And then he goes, "Is that a raccoon?" He goes, "I'll kill you." Because Rocket don't like to kill raccoon. Don't be species to rock it. He just he just laid out that olive branch and he was already ready to take it away. He's like, I will kill I this rocket. I'll kill you. Oh, it's always on site, bro. It's always that's why he got him a Brooklyn accent. It's always on site. I uh, love it. But that was a solid, like uh that was a human reaction for Kevin, I guess, to react that way. Just you in a whole new space. You didn't know you were here, and now he's just ah! he even told him like, don't scream, don't freak out, don't run. Yeah. What's he do? What's he do? All, all three. In, 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 yeah, in succession. <laughs> he does all three of it. They allow him to run away, but he ends up talking to Craglin, who tells him that Peter loved telling stories about him. Um, and basically, yeah, and basically he says that uh, Kevin Bacon made him the hero that he is today, and he's possibly one of the best heroes around. Oh, and I, I questioned that. I'm like, I thought it was David Hasselhoff. or um, the. Well, David Hasselhoff was the one he used to tell people was his father. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
That's why the yeah, dancing dad goes, wasn't around. Kevin yeah, Bacon. dad wasn't around. So, um, yeah, because, man, and just a quick aside, I saw a Screen Ant article today that was like, um, why is Peter Quill obsessed with Kevin Bacon and why is that wrong? And I was like, what? They got my click because I clicked on it. And it basically was like, oh, if they wanted to get him something more that meant more to him, they should have gotten him David Hasselhoff. But then I was like, the last time he saw David Hasselhoff's face, the man who was wearing it was his father, who killed his mother, <laughs> and was trying to kill him. And I don't think that that would have... Even seeing that face again, I would have flipped out. I would have been like, whoa, he's, what's going on? Is this ego again? What the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, I totally Kevin agree. Bacon is perfect. It, it's it perfect. was perfect. It That's was a perfect, perfect. That was a perfect get there. So, and plus um, the callback from earlier, like you said, he was in the X Men movie, and yeah. he kind of he kind of did a little wink and a nod earlier, you know, later. But if you might see him again for real, yeah, no, I if they do like an Easter special, I'll be so down. Like if they if they're just doing Man, all these holiday the holiday specials with the Guardians, just yeah. I need I need Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, uh, Easter, uh. Independence Day, Martin Luther King Day, if they know of him, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Juneteenth. <laughs> and the thing is, um, he gets a phone call from his wife, and he literally does the the Christmas trope of like, I'm gonna be a little late because I've got to handle some Christmas stuff. And very similarly, you know, uh, Kevin Bacon plays alongside the Alien Band, the um, what did I say, the old ninety sevens, and they kill it, kind of like murdered. I've seen. I'm seeing him singing. I'm like, first of all, I didn't know Kevin Bacon could sing. I I know a lot of these actors also have hobbies like starting their own bands and stuff. But um, I thought this song was pretty contemporary, pretty boppy. I was like, I'm, I'm oh, thinking it this. was a bop. It was a whole bop. Definitely, both on Spotify. Look at it. Yeah, I can definitely I mean, see people download downloading these songs. If not, if there's not a Guardians of the Galaxy themed hot like like. Album dropping like the Spider Man like album that dropped with uh Spider Verse like, yeah something's wrong in the world no you ain't lying I I feel like James Gunn has colored a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my music choices uh he oh he, that's one thing he kind of nailed he even nailed it in um Peacemaker you know like he was nice. even throwing in songs in there uh, that getting people all uh excited so really dug that and then like this is also feels like a Christmas trope where. They're playing music and the montage is the gift giving. This is something that happens in a lot of Christmas movies, a lot of yep, Christmas classic. specials. Um, so they give each other gifts. Peter gives Groot a Game Boy. Um, right? Don't, yeah, I have some questions about Boy. that. I'm like, did he, was he abducted with that? Or did he go to Earth and get that? Did they jack someone? I know time violation is different in space. Like, how did he get that? Apparently, yeah. apparently like, um, like that. The uh the wherever to earth travel isn't a big deal if they could just come and get Kevin Bacon. So it makes me think like a lot of people were wondering why Peter Quill didn't spend more time on Earth. I I, head I, don't, think is, knew, I don't think he knew where Earth was, actually. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But I can also see a world in which he like right before he left with Thor or whatever, you know, like let me head up a a, a thing. I only have cartridges, so we gotta we're gonna have to <laughs> find like an old place I got Game Boys or some shit. Actually, um, I do remember the reason why uh Starlord doesn't go back to Earth. It, it's really plain to their form. He does go back there for nostalgia trips sometimes. Uh but besides that, there's nothing there for him. There's nothing there to make him go back there. You know, yes, yes, it's yes. space. It's the universe. What I need on Earth? It's a ball of dirt and rock and some dumb monkeys. Like I don't I got hot blue. I mean 
Fixing space. What? It's literally <laughs> up until the Guardians are formed, Peter's working for Yondu. Yeah. He's literally working for Yondu on the mission to get the Power Stone. Um, he, you know, he kind of like betrays lies him. to him, betrays yeah. him, <laughs> but but ultimately, yeah, that that's what that was there. Um, Cosmo gives Kraglin a dead rat, and I think Kraglin kind of accepts it in a, in a, as, a you, way. as you <laughs> should when a buddy brings you something, right? Yeah, you don't question it. Good doge. You don't question it at all. Uh. Mantis gives Drax the inflatable elf, which was a super sweet moment. Uh, he got his little funny man, but the the gift that it got everybody scratching they freaking heads. Man, Rocket gets gifted a gift by Nebula, and when he opens it up, it's Bucky's arm. Vibranium arm. Oh, he got that arm. Yes, he, he did. got that arm, y'all. How? How sway? How Kevin? How? Yeah. <laughs> I I think that that's great, but also like the other thing that I'm reading into it is like Nebula cares about Rocket, right? And they would they both would have been around for those five years. Endgame, yep. When they came back to Earth, she petted him like they held each other's hands when uh, Tony ran up to Pepper and they hugged. Like they they were the they only, lost all their friends. The only Guardians around for five years. Yeah. So like that's sweet. There's a sweetness in that. You want to talk about some nebula on the dance floor? She's out. She's out there. Yeah, she's out there getting grooving, and moving, doing the Charlie Brown dance moves. <laughs> Yo, man, I always, I always big up. Uh, I want to say her name is Karen Gillian. Yep. Oh, Karen she, Gillian. Was, she shaved her whole head for the first Guardians. I think now she wears a ball cap. Um, but for the first Guardians, she was like, "You want me to do this? We doing this." And she cut her whole hair, yeah, all her hair off. Um, so she's ride or die for nice. Guardians. Uh, so I hope that they find a way to keep that character around. She's she's really really cool, and and the world in which they've brought in Nebula but don't have Gamora, like what? Right. Like that's, that's crazy. That's right? a that's a crazy lineup for the Guardians. I think, and that's real interesting because like not ooh it, ooh man it sets up so much for this Guardians three because like Gamora's not around. So where is she? Where is she? So in my mind, I'm like, she met a Richard Ryder somewhere. Like, not on Earth, but a Richard Ryder in space. And that's where she's been chilling with. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Kevin, give it to me. Come on, Kevin, give it to me, man. I need it. <laughs> Will she be mistreated being the daughter of Thanos? Like, with her not knowing what's going on, could she walk around the galaxy? Do they spot her? They're like, hey, you're the, you're the daughter of that guy who snapped half the people away. Kind of shit, you know? I, I'd be very interested to see where her pieces land on the uh on the on the game board yeah same because like this this special set up so many implications without like you know being so in your face with it it was just like kind of subtle like they set up their uh, without knowing it they set up the annihilators for me personally now that the guardians headquarters is nowhere like beta ray bill silver surfer nova cosmo filavelle like Another accuser, like it, just give us the annihilators, please. Uh, who else am missing? Who was the head of the uh, Shi'ar Imperial Guard? Um, Leandra, Lalandra, Lalandra. Uh, she's the leader. Uh, gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah, yeah gladiator. gladiator. I mean, you know, an, another pseudo Superman, but on top of Sentry and uh, Hyperion coming through. You gotta like, get another wrestler for that and get him a big ass mohawk. <laughs> That's it. He'd get it. 
and la- lastly, Groot made everyone dioramas, which is kind of uh, cool. Yeah. And Dude, he's so hands on the hearts and hearts and crafts, especially for the Groot specials. That's the thing. I thought it was a bit out of nowhere until I remembered that he did make stuff for them in uh, in the Groot special. I love um, his progression. He used to be like all in the video games. Now he now he's actually doing the arts and crafts, doing stuff for people. He seems to have a lot of fun, um, like setting up and helping Mantis do this surprise. Do you think we'll find out what happened with Bucky's arm? Do they owe us that, or are you kind of fine not knowing? They owe us. They feel yeah. like it. They yeah. feel like it. They owe Ooh. us. They owe, they 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 owe us. Hub is a good story. <laughs> because, like, I actually, I, okay, it's kind of the linchpin in my theory for this. Because in Infinity War, he was he was teenage Groot, and then he came back in Endgame in teenage Groot, right? Yes. We had baby Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy Two, which takes place in their universe three months or four months after Guardian, the first Guardians movie. And like right after Guardians 2, they just hop right into Infinity War. So, and with the group specials, that obviously takes place before Guardians 2. Yes. Now, with this special, he's buffer, he's bigger, but he still has his group, baby group head, but he doesn't look like teenage group in the face. Right. Where does this line up in the timeline? <laughs> because, like you said, they have Bucky's arm. So do, do they return that? <laughs> return so, the gift? <laughs> to my knowledge, this takes place between Guardians uh, 3 and Love and Thunder. That's what I was told. Supposedly between Guardians 3 and Love and Thunder. My thing is, this would also have to be... He would also... This is the Vibranium Arm. So this is also post-Civil War, I want to say. So they would. this would have been Nebula grabbing the arm around the Endgame era or afterwards. After everybody snapped back and all that kind of stuff, um, and I already got a fix. I already got fixed. You don't. You do all the thunderbolts. You don't say a word. You don't say a word about it. Never mention it. He just has a new arm, whatever. And then they're fighting like some big, some big thing, and he just pulls out like a rocket raccoon level gun. <laughs> trade. Like, where the hell did that come from? He's like, don't worry, I made a trade, and that's it. <laughs> that's it, bro. It's, it's all. It's all answered there. So yeah, that you just have to show him pull out. A space gat in Thunderbolts, <laughs> and when they're like, "Where I'll the hell that. that come from?" He's like, "I made a trade. Don't worry about it." You know, Man. that's it. And, and, and then you don't gotta, you know, off base joke. You don't have to do a, a arm origin story. Just uh, yeah, just that's the one two. That's it. Later, Kevin Bacon says goodbye to the Guardians, and Nebula posits that maybe all actors aren't pieces of shit. Uh, Quill asks. Mantis, why she went through all the trouble to save Christmas, and she tells him that Kraglin told her the story about Yandu ruining it. Quill tells her the rest of the story, that Yandu grabs his present out of the trash and seemingly, uh, no, and seemed genuinely touched by it. To reciprocate, Yandu gifted Peter the elemental guns he's known for and still carries to his to this day. Um, this revelation causes Mantis to begin to confess. Uh, but you can see that she's terrified of Peter hating hating her for what their father did. So much good acting in this scene. I think yeah. Mantis kills it with this fearful confession where she's trying to 
put it out there, but every word is, is, is harder to say and confirm because once she does, she can never take this back. And whatever, however Peter feels about this revelation will color their relationship forever. And she's done nothing but, especially this day, try to show him that they that they can be friends, that they can be people who care about each other. Um, so, yeah, she really showed that terror in her eyes. And probably the most emotional we've ever seen her without touching somebody else and getting their emotions. Um, with eyes full of tears, she confesses that they are siblings. And Peter tells her this is the greatest gift she could uh, he could ever get. As we zoom out and see the nowhere inhabitants celebrating Christmas. Thought that was all very, very well done. Yeah. It was beautiful. Um, it was so big, well executed too. Some attention. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of hubbub, hubbub online because in the Legends, Marvel Legends special, they had shown a deleted scene where where Mantis had told Drax that, that they're related. But yeah. it was deleted, so it never happened in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, so they're referencing an event that we never saw, but now we've seen it. So I guess now they can reference the event as we've seen it. Um, it, was, uh, it was weird. Like I, I when it, when I saw the article, I saw all the articles and the pictures and stuff. And it was like, oh, they confirmed that they're sister. But I'm like, that was they stated that in Guardians Two. That's how she was there because she was useful. Because even in the photo, you saw him kissing a chick that looked like Mantis. So I'm yeah. like. That that's why she has powers and is able to put to sleep celestials and titans and you know hello it's right there like I don't know was it was it not obvious to other people well you know it's one of those things where I didn't put two and two together but if someone had asked me prior if I thought they were I'd be like huh I guess they are you know what I like it, yeah, all the math like, is there but I didn't never did the math I was just always like okay well. Because uh, she was she was looking more like his assistant. Like, he didn't show any kind of affection towards her. Yeah, and, no, uh, he didn't show he any affection done. to his kids, especially with that whole pile of cavern of bones. The Lord. She was just useful. Like I said, she can help him sleep. That, yeah. that was her usefulness. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy. Like, and considering how, like, the actual, like, the potential that she has... Kind of character she is. She he only saw her because he's celestial. She's only useful to help me sleep. That's it. <laughs> what do you think of Mantis's confession, uh, Jarvis? Uh, I thought it was very heartwarming. She should have just gave it up, though. You know, the news. Yeah, I don't think it would have been that hard. Well, you know, it's like I, I think she says like early knowing. on that's like yeah, the father thing. It's like my father, yeah. my yeah. father tried to kill your. My father did kill your mother. Kind of thing. It's like, and like but, you know, um, it is like man. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, but I'm 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 glad about it. It gives it gives Quill another person to really care about. It gives uh, him almost immediate family. You know what I mean? So which, but that's which the, I, I think that makes me nervous. That, too. that makes me oh. nervous about Guardians Three. Yeah, he doesn't have a good track record of living relatives <laughs> in these Guardians right. films. But what Jarvis said is actually something that I didn't pick up to the second time I came around. Which is the idea that that's the first relative he's seen mm-hmm. in 30 years. Wow. Right? That's the very first relative he's seen or had around him in about 30 years. That's huge. So you can see that on his face. Like, wow, that's what a gift. You know? And, um, I yeah. They, this special works because it 
plays off of the foundations that were already laid in parts one and two, which is why Gunn is a successful filmmaker in my mind, because he's able to plant seeds that eventually grow elsewhere. And if this is uh, any indication of how he's going to run things at DC, I think they're in good hands. Because if he can do this 45-minute thing and get me in the feels, then you got to believe that he, tackling full feature-length films or DC you uh television shows is going to be a piece of cake facts like man this there's a rumor we're spinning about the guardian the length of the guardians film is going to be whew, close to three hours i'm good bro make it two parts i don't give a damn i just facts, uh, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard saying bye to them even when i saw them all now i'm like wow like those are my guys like i put guardians one is like one of the top five mcu projects like i i love that film it, it changed so much about what I thought a comic book movie could be. And so going back there and hanging out with them again was was a delight. Um, to end the special, we see young Peter and Yandu horse playing in the cockpit as Yandu seems to have genuinely warmed up to the Terran. James Gunn ends the special by wishing us all a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays as the final Phase 4 project comes to a close. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn Amazing. cool. Pretty damn pretty damn wholesome um who who do you think is the mvp of this a-rob mvp oh, oh man, mantis mantis and drax were definitely the, the star like the and kevin bacon they just stand on stars but mantis stole the show she stole my heart she stole she showed me parts of her that i didn't know that the in the comics, I knew the, that those parts of the character exist. She's the empath, so she understands the whole entire spectrum of emotion. But to finally see that in the character, in the show, to know that she's just not some goofy foil or just like this comic relief, to, to know that she's capable of it, just expressing all these complex emotions and to, you know, share these moments with another person, it, it shows that character development. I appreciate it. I loved it. She yeah, was she really the MVP. She totally came into her, into her own. You agree with that, Jarvis? Uh, Mantis for MVP. Uh, well, first of all, <laughs> I was gonna say earlier, <laughs> out of all the two other people in the Guardians to get to go through space to Earth to be not supervised, you know, but Mantis is MVP. Absolutely, she gets the MVP for this one. I also think it's kind of cool because, like you just said, we already know of the dynamic duo team of Rocket and Groot, and now yep. we have another another kind of low key Draxon Draxon um, Mantis as a as a fan favorite, bro. And they were doing it; they were kind of planting those seeds in Guardians too, with them right, sitting and right, chilling. Right. And you're ugly on the inside, or whatever kind of stuff. <laughs> they come trying. on, them out in the town in LA, bro, and 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 Mantis just throwing, you know. Just grown gems along the way of knowledge about responsibility and the little man. You don't get the habit because you didn't care <laughs> enough to hold on to it when we were going around. I was like, you know, and and you and she held on to hers. Yeah, <laughs> until she and, had to and the priorities. Yep, she said priorities. Where you want the man and you want Peter Quill. Now he didn't have the his priorities. MVP one one hundred percent, bro. One hundred percent. She's definitely her stock has definitely gone up after this. Oh yeah, for which, sure. which makes me so afraid. Like, man, they're gonna she gonna get the chopping block, or she gonna survive? I hope she survives. I hope she survives Guardian Three. We gotta talk about it. We gotta make our own mock list of who's gonna live and die, who's gonna introduced to the next Guardians movie. I would, ne yeah. I would never be in the same shape that um 
this man is in. But is, was it me or was uh, Drax a bit bigger in this? I since I saw it, I'm like, yo, he's getting his ready for Dame. You see, his face was a bit rounder, big, bit puffier in this. I wonder if it's another role that he's taking on or something. Um, he also got to cover his entire chest for a majority of this. Right. Which considering how sensitive I heard, he didn't want to do all of that for just for the special, so they gave him the sweater and the and the vest. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm okay with. There's no reason he should be getting him. All like, the way, you know, right? Fully suited and booted for just like a 45, 40, 50 minute thing. Oh, yeah. I did that. Did you? I did that in one of the chats. I did like, uh, hey, Dave, uh, you busy? Uh, no, why? I need to do a special. Um, uh, a special, they're, are they paying good money? Yeah, they're paying great money. Uh, yeah, I'm down. I didn't want to get painted up though. What, what do you mean? <laughs> you're, you're a Drax, you gotta get. Is uh, Zoe doing it? No. All right, so I don't want to get painted up then. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, damn it. I guess we could work around something. And then, because uh, the first picture I had seen was him in the sweater. So I didn't even think he had his arms done, bro. When I first saw him in the sweater, I was like, wow, he just had to do his head and his hands, which is basically what they got to when they got to the end of the second X-Men uh, trilogy with Mystique. Like, they used to, they, they used to be a painstaking process. By the time they got to the end with um, Jennifer Lawrence, they were putting like dark blue things. They were painting her head blue and oh yeah, because she had a full suit at that point. Yeah, they, 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 suits. Yeah, yeah, they were they were they weren't trying to do half the work. So I totally get it. Same thing with Gamora. I mean, with Nebula, you know, like like I said, she used to have to really shave her head, and now that's not a case anymore. So um, I'm more I'm all, always for these people. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Karen Gillan. The ship is her and. Um... The actress for uh, uh, Zoe's I doubt it. Yeah, the standard chair of six, eight hours. It cut that down just to two hours because they have their full suits. Not as they don't do, do their hands in the head now. They don't got to do the full deck out. You know, we, we know they're here. We know the details there, Marvel. We got y'all. We appreciate Maybe that it. Was, yeah, that was James Gunn's gift to them. You don't have to sit in the fucking makeup chair for 27 hours. Right, but we know you. We know y'all can do it. It's cool. Let's, let's finish it up and post and clean it up and edit it. Yes, it. Uh, all, and all that, all the all the stuff that the actors go through is a labor of love. This film was a labor of love for James Gunn, not only for holiday specials that he himself dug, but for his Guardians. His these these are always going to be his. People are going to remember this moment, not this moment right now, but I mean the moment that he took on Guardians One as like a a turning point for that man's career. And um, what a better way to kind of give these guys a pure moment. Um, I often think that you know stuff can't be too so sappy or soppy or any of that kind of stuff, too happy, whatever, because they'll end up coming off cheesy. But man, when it works, it just freaking works. And this is one of those things I feel like just worked. Facts. Um, like nothing felt forced at all. Like everything was like organic. Like everything just felt natural. Everything felt just, you know, guardians. What I'm <laughs> saying is be mindful of your friends that say they didn't like this. Maybe you need new friends because this yeah. is yeah. completely yeah. freaking harmless. This is like, completely this was harmless. wholesome. This was wholesome yeah. as hell. Like considering how Wakanda forever was, Love and Thunder, Moon Night. You know, it's been getting dark. Where was my night? Was nice. It was right. nice, and we were owed some. We were owed something nice. We after everything we've been covering, we were definitely owed something nice. Um, next week, 
we travel a little bit to the DC sides of it all. We'll be covering Battle of the Super Sons. I believe that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. um, I love the Super Sons. My expectations are super high. I love John Kent. I love Damian Wayne. Uh, we'll see what those people are up to. But to make sure that you're following everything that we do, make sure you're hitting up comicbookclick.com. It's the one stop for everything comic book click, including every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast. That's over 250 episodes, over 500 hours of content. My goal is to record so much audio that you can put all of it into a robot and it will know what exactly what I'm going to say when I'm going to say it. So make sure you're following me on that goal by hitting up comicbookclick.com and checking out previous episodes of the Major Issues Podcast. Also on comicbookclick.com is our store. We sell merchandise. If you hit that Shop CBC link, it will take you directly to our Tee Public store with merchandise and designs made exclusively by moi. Uh, some people have already been taking advantage of the Black Friday sales out there. We do a sale once a month where you get shirts as low as $14. So consider uh, not only supporting us, but you get something for it in return. Um, so that's one of the ways that you can help support us. Another way you could support us is if you hit that support CBC button on comicbookclick.com, it'll take you all the way to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help us keep our lights on here and afford the hardware and the software we need for the evolution. Uh, we just got a very, very, uh, hefty contribution. Uh, Christina out there, thank you. I know I know you are a, a dedicated listener, so just want to send that out there. Um, we'll be doing our best to come up with new exclusive content that will only be shown to the patrons. Um, so you know, and get them to come in and vote on some stuff. I want this to be a collaborative effort. If you guys believe in us, then you um, you're you're basically a part of us. You're basically a part of the click. So I want to find a way to incorporate all of that. If you want to help us out for free, you don't, you can't afford to buy the merch because of uh, Black Friday. You can't afford to do the Patreon because of inflation. Rate and review us on iTunes. Go to iTunes, rate this podcast, rate us five stars, pretend the other ratings don't exist, hit up the five stars. And you know what that does? When people go and search for a comic book and comic book media related podcast, we'll pop up right up top because you will be highly recommended. We'll be a five star podcast. I feel like we are already, but I need you guys to help flesh this out. Um, we are pulling in viewers from all over the world, and it's thanks to you guys spreading the word of mouth, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, and getting us to where we got to be. Because I've been to the future, where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell you how we do it. If I do, then uh, The Rock ends up directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 4, and nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> The hierarchy of power, people. It's the hierarchy of power. I can't change it. So, <laughs> yeah, consider following us all over social media. Facebook.com slash comic book click. Instagram at comic book click. Or you can use that hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issue CBC on Twitter. Constantly posting polls, memes. Um, we are inching towards our goal of 10,000 followers on Facebook be one of the many because after the 10,000 people we just gonna start seeing stars so you know be, be one of these while we're counting because after a while we're gonna stop uh get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon gets full and follow us into the stratosphere uh i'm not the only one producing content though a rob the marvel god you want to point the people over to your twitch 
And I'm over on Twitch.com. Y'all follow me at Omega Avenger 26 or The Last Avenger. Search A Rob the Marvel God across all social media platforms. I am out here. You know the search name A Rob the Marvel God. <laughs> yeah, follow him all over Twitch. I just got Gotham Knights. I'm, I, I might be getting into that soon. I'm, I'm considering writing an article to review the Guardians of the Galaxy game that I had a blast with, but we're going to try to inch our way into some comic book games because that's just as much a part of all this as everything else is. So make sure that you're following this podcast, following this uh, comic book review company everywhere we go because we'll be going to some very interesting places soon. But I think that ends this episode here. Um, My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am your Cloudus Maximus. And I am A-Rob the Marvel God. And this has been our Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special Recap and Review. And remember, whether you're a destroyer, a mantis, a space outlaw, or a talking raccoon, whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, remember that you're never alone. We are Groot. You are the Click. And always remember that you... Yes, you are worthy. <laughs>